Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm your host, Darren, and today we have a couple special guests on, Susie and Todd Bullock from Hay Grill Hay. I'll be right back with Susie and Todd. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from Fire and Water. Hey all, before we get on to the show, I want to talk to you for a second about Instacart. Instacart's a great service that allows you to do all your grocery shopping online, and they can get you your groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area that know your markets, and they can get them from your favorite stores. They find all the great buys and smart suggestions for you online to save you money. They pick the freshest produce, and they check your eggs and make sure they're not cracked. Check them out, guys. Instacart is offering free delivery on your first order of over $35 in the link below. Check them out. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm your host. And today, we got two special guests. I've been waiting for this one for a while. We have Susie and Todd Bullock from Hay Grill Hay. I want to introduce Susie first. Hey, Susie. Welcome to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, it's good to be here. Uh, I'm Susie. I actually founded HeyGrillHey.com almost five years ago. Uh, Todd and I work together full time now. He came on about two years ago. We have three awesome kids. We live in Utah and we cook outside all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good brief introduction. So yeah, we'll, keep, we'll, we'll, we'll dig deep if you yeah. need me to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Todd, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Todd Bullock, and I'm married to the lovely Susie Bullock, probably the luckiest guy in the world. Um, yeah, we've been doing this for about five years together, and we'll dive in more. But um, we're both originally from Utah, like she said. Um, so it's pretty intriguing to be out here in Utah and uh, really trying to dig up some barbecue excitement around here. Actually, it's not that hard. It's getting pretty popular out here, and we're just really excited about how it's growing and we're really excited to be a part of it. Well, you got a couple good uh, big companies out there, uh, Camp Chef being one of them, and then Blackstone's not too far away from them, I don't think, right? I'm not so, sure where Blackstone is. I like, think, Traeger's I think, in Salt Lake yeah, City. Yeah, Traeger's in Salt Lake. Yeah, Utah, I think Blackstone's too. out there somewhere too. But um, yeah, so you, you got some good uh, big companies out there in the Utah market. So um, definitely. So let's get started on how you guys got into this thing. And I, I know Susie kind of started it. Uh, I read the the background, but let's, let's talk about how you got into this. Uh, I think it started with Todd, actually. <laughs> Everything that we do that's awesome comes from Todd saying, hey, you know what would be cool is if we learned how to do this thing. <laughs> and so we actually were watching uh, Barbecue Pitmasters, the first season when they were following people around on the competition barbecue circuit. And Todd said, you know, what would be so rad is if we learned to like smoke meat like that, like that'd be super cool. Um, the problem is, is in Utah, people think that if you're going to have a barbecue, it's hamburgers and hot dogs, yeah. right? Or like I, growing up, I thought barbecue was like crock pot chicken or pork with like crappy, cheap barbecue sauce on it. And I hated it. I had no idea what real barbecue was. So anyway, we watched the show and we're just, I was intrigued and hooked. I'm like, I will, I would love that. Yeah. And so yeah. his dad came up for Thanksgiving and was like, oh, I smoke stuff. He had like a little smoker that he'd done jerky on. And he's like, we can 
we can rig up what you have. So we had this crappy gas smoker, threw a pie tin full of wood chips on there and a Cajun injected turkey breast. And that was our first real foray into smoking anything, honestly. Um, And then sometimes when Todd asks for things, the universe just answers. And I had a neighbor who called and said, hey, there's this company here in Utah that makes wood-fired smokers. And I wasn't familiar with the company at all at the time, um, but they were looking for somebody to develop recipes for their blog. They wanted people who bought a smoker to be able to come back to the website and have recipes to cook on their brand new smoker that they just got. And I didn't know really beyond what we had already done about what smoking really was. And so they dropped off this smoker on my porch on a Friday and said, all right, we just need like five recipes a week starting on Monday. (laughs) And um, (laughs) I said, okay, cool. Great. No, I totally got this and figured it out along the way. And a lot of what I learned how to do in terms of barbecue and recipe development was trial and error. It was a lot of experimentation and a lot of research. I read every barbecue book that I could find. I read every grilling recipe book that I could read. I looked online for resources to teach me about grilling and about barbecue. And so over the course of a couple of years working for that company, I wrote hundreds of recipes for wood-fired cooking. And Todd and I fell in love with that lifestyle, really. Um, Cooking five days a week, we were sitting down and having family meals all the time. And we were inviting neighbors over and family over. And it was the most amazing opportunity for us with a really young family to sit down together and have a meal. And they were great. Like everything was delicious. It was so fun to learn how to cook on this type of wood-fired barbecue that I really hadn't cooked on or grown up with. So We fell in love with the barbecue community too. Yeah. We, were, we were hooked. I mean, everyone was so helpful and kind and it was just a ton of fun to be a part of this new community that we didn't even know existed that we could be a part of so yeah so when I quit working at that company um I I kind of had a couple months trying to figure out what I wanted to do next uh our youngest was a year old so little kids at home we had like a five-year-old a three-year-old and a one-year-old and I'd been doing this recipe development from home and I didn't really feel like I wanted to go get a corporate career at that point. I liked being home with my kids, but I couldn't imagine not being a part of the barbecue community. And I couldn't imagine not doing recipe development because I kind of had a knack for it and I really enjoyed it. So Todd kind of gave me the the go ahead (laughs) to start my own site. And that's how Hey Grill Hey was born. And it's just grown from there. Now I read in your bio um, on your website that you kind of started because your parents had a restaurant. That's kind of where you got your culinary yeah. kicks. Well, that's how so, I, I grew up in a restaurant family. So when the call came in saying, hey, could you write recipes for a food blog? I was like, "Uh, sure. I didn't necessarily know the barbecue side of things, but I grew up. I, I mean, I would call us a family of carnivores. <laughs> we had a uh, an American style restaurant that did chops and burgers and steaks and so that's kind of the environment that I grew up in. So I've, I've always been comfortable in the culinary space, but I, I'm not classically trained or anything like that. Right. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people are like that. And uh, going back to what Todd said, you know, I grew up the same way. You know, I grew up in upstate New York and barbecue is not a big thing up there. We, we considered barbecue as, you know, throw some chicken on a grill or burgers and dogs, like right. you said. And when I moved down to Florida and you know, and I started to get a little older. I started to, like you started experimenting and looking into stuff on my own. It wasn't anything I grew up with. So I, I truly understand, you know, 
finding something that you really like to do and, and, uh, you know, delving into it and learning it as much as you can. But, um, it seems like you, you know, you kind of found your niche and something you really love to do. And like you said, you were able to stay home and, you know, raise your kids while you were doing that as well. So it seems like, uh, you know, something that fit you per your personality and your motivation as well. So, and it fit our family life for sure. And I think that's one thing that has kind of stuck out to us over the years as we've been doing this is, and one thing that I learned, you know, when I first really got into barbecue and was trying to learn about barbecue, and I think maybe a lot of, you know, home cooks that are kind of getting into this barbecue space, like you, or like a lot of people that didn't grow up with it, um, the resources that were available seven or so years ago were all um, kind of geared toward competition barbecue people. There weren't, or restaurant style barbecue, uh, there wasn't a ton of resources available for the home cook that was just like interested in getting started. (laughs) Everything seemed a little bit technical and a little bit advanced. And um, so when I started my site, I really wanted to write recipes for people like us, people that wanted to, you know, enjoy this style of cooking with their families and and bring people together and kind of have that neighborhood community element, that backyard barbecue style instead of necessarily the competition or the restaurant stuff. And so that's been a really good area for us to focus on um, for our business and for our community too, is because we were writing recipes for people like us. Yeah. And I agree with you a hundred percent back, you know, seven, eight years ago, it was all secretive. You know, I'm not going to yeah. tell you my secret, you know, it was, nobody you know, wanted to my- share their secrets. <laughs> And I think we got that, you know, because, you know, you know, my great, great grandma's recipe is secret. Yeah. Now it's got to be written. But now, you know, I think with a lot of the TV shows and stuff that have been out there and and not just barbecue, but just the overall foodie craze with the Food Network shows and and, yep. and, and pretty much every channel now has some kind of food uh, or cooking you know, type uh, show on it, you know, to some extent, you know, people are really interested in it and, and trying new things and you know, teaching people is one of the things like you is like, I love to do is, is show people how to, you know, mix. I, I kind of concentrate on mixing sous vide and barbecue. Yeah. So I kind of concentrate on showing people that, you know, not trying to keep something secret or pretend like I'm some kind of expert, but I learn stuff. And then I try to show people what I learn, just like you. So, um, and I think that attitude kind of, you know, shows and, and that's what makes you popular. You don't go out there going, I know everything, you know, you got to listen to exactly what I say. You, you, you go as, as like a, a teacher that, Hey, I learned this here. I, I can teach you the same exact thing and you're going to make some wonderful food. Right. And I think that's one thing that's been really amazing to see. Um, cause I have been in the space for, you know, I think almost eight years now. And I have seen that shift and it's been really amazing to not just watch, but to be a part of, um, and to see people so willingly share their information and to, you know, <laughs> to teach on social media and to teach online and to share videos on YouTube. And there's so many more platforms available now for people to really freely exchange that information. And I honestly believe like anything that's good for the barbecue community is good for each of us individually. Because as more and more people feel like barbecue is accessible, they feel like barbecue is approachable and something that they can actually do. It's not exclusive. There's not these special secret terms that you have to be in the know to know. Um, The more we're all going to succeed in our individual endeavors, you know, the more my website's going to grow, the more people are going to be listening to your podcast, right? Because they're going to be interested and invested in these same things. Like, 
the more that we share and the more this community grows, the better it is for each of us. Exactly. And that's kind of the way I'm working with the sous vide because sous vide's and it's been around for a while, but it's still kind of new to, you know, the, the average, you know, cook. Yeah. So, you know, me showing people how trying to take the mystery out of it, you know, just like you, you know, taking the mystery out of barbecue, I try to take the mystery out of it and make it simple so people can understand and put it in, you know, layman's terms. Some of these things that, you know, they look at it initially and go, man, that's way over my head. I don't know what's going on, but right. yeah. And that, that makes me feel good. And that's kind of what I'm doing it for. So when did you start the Hey Grill Hey brand itself? I mean, you started working, right in these recipes and all that. And then, you know, Todd said, okay, go ahead and start it. Is that when you started the uh, Hey Grill Hey brand? And you said, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. It was, it was actually pretty funny. We, um, she just mentioned she wanted to start her own website and, um, a food blog is what she called it back then. Um, just somewhere to compile all of this information and to basically give it out for free to anyone that wants it. Right. Um, and so we, we kind of thought right off the bat, as far as a social media presence and for the name of her business, really, it's gotta be kind of punny. And because she's a female, maybe even leaning, you know, towards that. And of course it had to do with grilling a barbecue. So we probably went back and forth for, it had to have been like a week, just back and forth of funny names, like, you know, the grill next door and just silly things like that. Um, But we were, we were randomly just in a grocery store looking for some difficult ingredient to find and we were, we had split up and I was on a, an aisle away from her and I, I yelled out. I was like, Hey grill, Hey grill. I found it. And she came around the corner. She's like, Hey, Hey grill. Hey. And we both just started laughing and we just kind of had this moment that like, that's it. That's what we're going to call it. So. Yeah. So we started officially, I think I bought the domain and started all the social media channels in March of 2015. Yep. Wait. Yeah. So we're coming up on five years. Um, and once I bought this, the website, I mean, that was the goal at the time was that all of the recipes would live on our website. And the whole goal would be to share barbecue recipes from somebody that wasn't restaurant trained or somebody that wasn't a big computer on the barbecue circuit, but could share recipes for the home cook. And especially being a female in the space, I thought that was pretty impactful. And I think it removes a lot of the reservations people have. Um, because I'm not the typical barbecue dude that you come to expect. So it just, uh, pe- we realized that people really could have fun with barbecue and it made barbecue fun for us to have, you know, hey, grill, hey, be something that was a little bit silly and a little bit fun and a little bit lighthearted. Exactly. And uh, I think people resonate with that, that kind of stuff. That's, you know, that's, a, it took me a while to come up with my name, but you know, I kept figuring, you know, sous vide and barbecue fire and water, you know, I finally yeah, put it all together. Perfect. So, you know, and it's, you know, people kind of remember that. So that's not to be really, you know, catchy, but I mean, it's just something that, Hey, they're going to remember, Hey, grill, Hey, because nobody else is out there like that. And <laughs> they're going to, and in the way your personality, you got a bubbly personality. So, I mean, I, you know, you are very, uh, you speak very, you know, uh, well, and you, you, people can understand you. you. You don't try to, you know, make everything over, overly complicated for them. And um, you're always excited on your videos, from what I can tell. <laughs> so. Yeah, when, when she first started, like I had literally a zero to nothing to do with this. Like, it's true. Like she she took this and ran with it, and it was incredible. And as she started putting up these um, 
blog posts on her website and she was just the way that she would write was very approachable and it was funny and i i enjoyed reading her blog posts you know and i i was like yeah i think you've really got something here and it was just really fun so it's just been really fun to watch her do this and for me just to be able to be a part of it it's just an honor it's just been a blast yeah we always say barbecue is fun <laughs> yeah and it's and it's fun to do something that you you like to do instead yeah. of have to do you know when when you can have fun doing something and it's something that it's your own creation especially oh, yeah. um you know that's There's what's motivating that's, that's what's motivating me you know i do have a day job but I'm hoping that, you know, in a few years when I'm wanting to retire or semi-retire that I can still have something like this that I really like to do. I don't want to be a greeter at Walmart. I'd rather be doing something like this yep. to have a little bit of income coming in. I don't want to, it's never going to make me rich or anything like that. And I don't expect it to, but if it can, you know, give me a little bit of income and I love what I'm doing, you know, I'll, I'll be happy. So. Well, when we started Hey Grill Hey, it wasn't with the intent to make us rich at all. <laughs> it was, I was a stay at home mom with three kids and I, I really just loved barbecue and I needed a creative outlet. I needed something that was mine that I could kind of work on when the kids were napping or, you know, i Todd would come home and I'd be like, Oh man, I couldn't do the dishes today. Cause I was testing this recipe for the blog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but honestly, that's, that's why we started is cause I just, I loved it and I couldn't imagine not writing barbecue recipes and the fuel for you still is but back then i remember the reason we're still going is someone would cook the recipe that you put out on and on social media or some way they'd come back to you and say or leave a comment on the yeah, website i made this and it was incredible everybody loved it and everyone was licking their plates and so that those were the experiences for her that i saw that kept that fire going for her for sure yep yeah, and that's one of the things that, you know, affects me the most, too. When somebody comes back and says, hey, you know, you told me to do it this way, that way, and it turned out perfect, you know, and my oh, family loved it. Oh, yeah, there's nothing better. It. Yeah, there's nothing better. It's just like, you know, cooking for a lot of, you know, your friends and family come over and they eat your meal and they go, man, that was the best food I ever had. <laughs> it's, yeah, not right? that it's not my ego. It's more of I, I, you know, I helped, you know, my family or your friends or whoever yep. enjoy something, you know, you help facilitate and, a positive experience. That means right. more than the food. I mean, the food is kind of like the vehicle to get people to the table <laughs> and to foster those conversations, but the experience and the memories and the time together, like that's, what's the most impactful. So how how did it start to snowball when when you started the blog and then maybe started doing some videos how did it how did it work out to where where it is today Um recipes I was posting recipes online on the blog itself and then I would kind of start sharing those out on social media I'd share them on Facebook I'd share them on Instagram I shared them everywhere and then Tasty started doing those short you know, we call them hands in pans style videos where you have that overhead view of somebody cooking you quickly through a recipe. And I thought, I don't see anybody doing barbecue style recipes in a video format. And with our main goal of helping kind of reduce the barriers of entry for the regular Joe to get into barbecue, it seemed like it just made sense. Like, why can't we just show people what this looks like start to finish <laughs> instead of, you know, trying to snap a picture in the middle or describe what a good bark on a brisket looks like let's let's show them so we started filming these short style videos and then we just had a series of viral videos that performed incredibly well and that's kind of where we started to really gain traction was 
just those short viral videos taking off and sending people to the website. And then it it did kind of snowball because getting the social traffic signaled to Google that we had great quality content on our website. So Google started ranking our recipes higher in search volume or in search terms. Um, so we were getting traffic from Google. We were getting traffic from Facebook. We were getting traffic from Pinterest and Instagram. And so kind of just having a presence on all of these platforms um, and being a part of the barbecue community as it began to grow, I feel like we really jumped in at the right time where a lot of people were looking for more barbecue style recipes. And we had a bunch on the website <laughs> from years of creating them without anybody ever seeing them. I mean, we had very little traffic the first probably year and a half. The first one that went really crazy was this Dr. Pepper jalapeno beef jerky recipe. And like, I grew up making jerk. My dad was a like, we, we were deer hunters. We grew up making jerky either from like venison or from you know a beef roast like multiple times per year you know he had like a little chief smoker that we'd do or he would just dehydrate it or whatever do it in the oven and so but i think as overall as facebook users across the world nation or the world people didn't really understand or had never made jerky and just seeing like us combine like this jalapeno sweet dr pepper and then the video of showing people how to make it just like blew people's minds, like just millions of views over like the first weekend we had it out. And it was just like, I remember I was just shaking. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I'd like walking around. I'm like, Hey, did did you see that that jerky video? That was us. We did that, but no one cared, but that's how I felt. I was like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is incredible. It was just super exciting. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I do multiple platforms too. And, um, that's one of the things I noticed with you guys, a, a lot of new people that are trying to get into, you know, doing cooking videos, they start out and they kind of concentrate on YouTube, Yep. but YouTube's kind of one of your smallest platforms right now. I guess you're, you're growing it, yeah. but, um, it's, uh, but you guys didn't start there. You, you kind of started more on your own website and, and Facebook yeah. and other things. But, and that uh, was very intentional. And that's how we have our business structured, actually, is because we don't own YouTube. We don't own Facebook. We don't own Pinterest. We don't own Google algorithms. The only thing that we really have control over professionally is the website that we own ourselves, right? And the audience that we can bring to HeyGrillHey.com. And so we have presences on every other platform. But the purpose of each of those platforms is to send people back to our website. And so YouTube took us a while to get into because we learned those, you know, those overhead style videos first. And it took a little bit of courage to get myself in behind the camera or in front of the camera um, so that I'm actually demonstrating the recipes. (laughs) But we have been posting consistently there and we're seeing some great growth on YouTube. It's actually really fun. I've loved um, learning YouTube as a platform. But yeah, our main our main efforts are spent on the website because we want we want to be able to interact with people on our own platform and not, you know, be at the hands of algorithms on other platforms. Yeah, that's very smart. And that's kind of what I did. I started on YouTube just to, just to get experience at it because I knew I'd never shot videos before. I've never edited videos before. I'm like you, I wasn't really comfortable in front of the camera. And even today, you know, I'm not the most exciting you know, camera, you know, in front of the camera, but I'm learning that. But I also, I built my Facebook group up to, you know, bigger than what, you know, YouTube will probably ever be. And, and yeah, I got a Facebook page and Instagram I'm still working on. And, but I'm, I'm trying to focus like you putting 
more stuff into my own website because like you yep. said you you don't own youtube you don't own facebook nope. well you know something that could happen you know youtube just like now they're going through this copa thing yeah that a lot of these channels that had millions of subscribers and were making you know thousands of dollars a month are going to lose most of their income yep. and it's nothing that they did it's just you know changes in rules or what have you and like you said you don't want to be tied to that Right. And, uh, you know, I see some of these YouTube guru guys say, well, you got to, you know, concentrate a hundred percent on YouTube. It's like, no, <laughs> no, because like you said, you, you, that, if something happens there, you're, you're done. You can't yep. build a business model on one platform that especially you have no control over. So well, if you just spend your time running around chasing the prettiest chicken, like you're just going to be behind the game the whole time. Like that's the problem. Like well, you- yeah. And it's, it's fascinating to think about it from a business perspective because we did start just with the goal to share barbecue. And once we realized that there was a potential for us to create a business online, we wanted to know the best ways to do that and the most efficient ways to do that because we had young kids and we wanted a family life and we didn't want to spend 89 million hours every single week trying to master every single platform. And so we just put our efforts towards what we liked the most. (laughs) And for me, that's recipe development. And so I just, I wanted to create the best recipes that I could on my website. And we shared those to all of the social platforms and that's great. Those growing is awesome. And that's an overall part of our strategy um, for the business. But we really, we really just want people to have a great experience, just like you would going into any store. If you have a great experience when you come in the door and, you know, you walk out with a product that you love and that you want to go back and buy more, like that's how we treat our recipes. If you come to our website and you find something and you cook it and you have a great experience and the recipe is easy to read and easy to follow and the videos there to help you, you know, see the steps of how that recipe works. That's our that's our goal. We want you to have an amazing experience on our website so that you come back. Um, and social media platforms are great and they're an amazing way to get the word out. But for us, um, like Todd was a CPA. <laughs> and so when he quit his job, it was a really hard decision for us to make um, because we we have a family that we need to support and we want to make sure that we do that in a way that is sustainable, in a way that feels really true to what we love to do. And we didn't want him leaving a job for just another job. Um, so we we kind of just built our business based on what we liked. <laughs> it's worked out well so far. Well, that's one of the main reasons people want to start a business is they want to be in control of what they do. And like, yeah. like you said before, you don't want to, if you base your business hundred percent on some one particular social media platform, like I said, with some of these people that are, with this new Copa thing, I mean, I know my daughter used to watch some of these YouTube channels where there were like, you know, 35 year old women playing with toys, you know, but they were, they had millions of subscribers and they were making, you know, I don't know, 10, 20 grand a month and YouTube, you know, an advertisement and stuff like that. Well, most of those businesses are going to be gone and where are they, where are they going to go? You know, they're, yeah. they're gonna, they got nothing else to do, but, um, uh, it definitely looks like you guys are doing it right. It's, uh, you know, uh, growing continually. I can see that. And, uh, like you said, people keep coming back to you guys because you're producing, you know, amazing recipes and people can do them and they don't, they feel comfortable watching you guys. So, all right, we're going to break for a couple seconds here for an ad from Inkbird, but we'll be right back with Susie and Todd Bullock from Hey Grill Hey. Hey all, I want to welcome again Inkbird as our sponsor for the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. 
Inkbird has more than just barbecue thermometers and instant read thermometers that I've talked about before. Inkbird just came out with a Wi-Fi sous vide circulator that I've been using for a few weeks now that works pretty good. Has over 1,000 watts of power. Has a app that has many times and temps for meats and vegetables. Also has onboard times and temps for meats and vegetables. Runs really quiet. Fits most regular sous vide containers that are the size of the Innovas. So check it out. Look below, there's a link with a code for 30% off of the Amazon price that makes it under $60 right now. So check out the Inkbird Wi-Fi sous vide circulator in the description below. Back to our program. All right, we're back with Todd and or Susie and Todd, and um, let's talk about some of the TV appearances you had because now that you've you've kind of grown, you snowballed, your brand's out there, you're popular, you've got these opportunities to go on some TV shows and stuff like that. So let's talk about um, your Food Network. Uh, experience here <laughs> it's been it's been a fun journey so i started out just doing local like news and lifestyle shows right um and i think the first one i ever got my blog was only like a month old and i thought hey that might be a fun way for me to get my name out there <laughs> locally at least so i sent a pitch to one of the producers and just said hey there's this like local barbecue recipe competition that I, or not local, it was a national barbecue recipe competition I submitted a recipe for. And my recipe made it to like the top eight in this thing. I was like, I could totally come cook that on the show. And they were like, yeah, all right, that's fine. <laughs> so I emailed, I think I emailed that same pitch to five different TV stations locally. And there was one of them that picked it up. And I went and I cooked this and I just really loved the experience of being able to teach on TV and kind of have that format. So I started doing local shows and then that kind of caught some traction and then caught the eye of Food Network. And we've done a few things with them over the course of the year. I judged a show last summer called The Ultimate Summer Cookoff, which was really fun. I judged it with one of my local friends here. His name's Cameron. He owns Bam Bam's Barbecue in Orem, Utah. And then I got to go compete over the summer on a show called Barbecue Brawl, and I made it into the finale episode of that show, which was amazing. Um, what else? Oh, I judged another episode of a show called Barbecue Beatdown, which was really fun. So it's been a it's been an exciting year. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the main difference of doing something like that compared to shooting your own videos? everything i mean when we, <laughs> for real when we shoot at home we have one videographer that comes and helps us out like a local college kid that comes and helps us out um we run two cameras and we set up our own lights and we're filming in my actual kitchen and i do all of the storyboarding for the shots i do um all of the producing all the recipe development all the photography everything is done in my actual kitchen in my actual house and we kind of handle everything from beginning to end when you're doing a production for a network they have they take care of everything you pretty much show up and and you cook you know it's like <laughs> they're well that was the competition show where when they're judging you know it's like okay now tell me what you liked about this dish okay now tell us what you didn't like about this dish and it's a lot more other people calling the shots so it's it couldn't be more different but they're both really fun. <laughs> now, when you did the uh, barbecue brawl, yeah, you know, that, how how was that? Um, when you did, you have to develop the recipe on the fly and all that, and 
you know, what kind of pressure was that for you? That was kind of one of the cool things about Barbecue Brawl and me being a professional recipe developer <laughs> is that I got hundreds of recipes in my back pocket. And so I know if I have a certain protein available in a certain amount of time, there's something that I can do to kind of fit into that um, predetermined time slot that they set out for us. But the pressure of it is insane because it can be something that I've cooked a million times, but I've never cooked it with four cameras looking at me and a producer interviewing me and two iron chefs coming to talk to me in the middle of it. So it was, <laughs> it, was it was stressful, but it was yeah. it was amazing. I'm sure, and in a kitchen that you're not familiar with, and trying it's, to uh, so, so, yeah. <laughs> search for your ingredients, that you're not familiar with, and cooking on grills that I've never cooked on before in really unpredictable weather conditions. I mean, it was. They didn't tell you anything. They didn't tell you you'd be what you'd be cooking on, or what you'd be cooking, or who would be there. They didn't tell her anything. Really, no. We showed up. I showed up blind, um, which probably is for the best because then I don't have time to worry or stress about it. It really was. You show up, they tell you what you're making, they tell you how long you have, and you go. And so you don't really have a lot of time to overthink it. <laughs> she was texting me from the hotel the morning of, the, the first morning. She just sent me a text with a list of all the names that were there in the hotel lobby with her. And I was like, what? It was just like, like how did you? How did we end up at this spot that you're here like cooking with and against some of these people? Like It was just an incredible moment, I think. Yeah. And for people that watch the show, I think there was a pretty common theme that I was the underdog on that episode because a lot of the competitors on that show come from the traditional barbecue guard, right? You have the competitive cooks that are on the competition circuit and you have the restaurant chefs. Um, so for me to come in as like a blogger, <laughs> they kind of labeled me like, oh, she's the blogger. Um, not a lot of people expected a lot from me, but it was fun to be able to show up and cook and compete against really high caliber people on that, on that show. Yeah. Especially cause those guys are used to having a time crunch, you know, the competitor barbecue guys yep. have to have their stuff done at a certain time. And, you know, restaurant people, of course they're cooking, you know, they're cooking, you know, for every, uh, ticket's got to get done. You know, as soon as that ticket hits the window, the time's, you know, going. So they're yep. always used to it. You know, if you're cooking for, you know, your blog, you can sit there and play around with it and plate it 500 different ways before oh, yeah. you take the picture. <laughs> I mean, I can <laughs> recook know? it five times if I don't like how it turned out the first four. Exactly. So, you're not, it was fun. you're not used to that. <laughs> yeah. So is that what you kind of learned that you could actually, you learned from that you could actually do that kind of stuff? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was validating to know that my recipes and my style of cooking are appreciated in the barbecue space still. Um, because even the judges are, you know, professional competitive barbecue cooks and restaurant owners. There wasn't another blogger on the judges panel. So to be able to bring my recipes that we cook at home, my backyard style barbecue and have that carry me into the finale episode was really, I uh, was really validating to know that, you know, good food tastes good. And that's the most important thing. And if I can make food that's delicious, then we can, we can go far. Definitely. So let's talk about the next thing here would be the Guinness World Records. You got a couple Guinness World Records that I <laughs> noticed. How did that even come about? I mean, did you just wake up one day and say you wanted to participate in that or? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I was scrolling through Instagram and saw Ballpark Hot Dogs was calling for applicants to do a Guinness World Records attempt. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. So I sent in an application video that day and they called within a couple of days and they were like, great, you're in. And I was like, all right, this is happening. And then I was in New York on a street corner with 
a grill and another dude and we were cooking for 34 hours and 35 minutes and we broke the Guinness world record for the longest grilling marathon by a team. Um, team is like deceptive because it literally was just two of us and there was no tag teaming and we were awake the whole time and it was ridiculous. Um, but I feel like that one's actually been broken. I feel like I need to like go defend the title on that one. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> John won't do it with me though. I got to find another teammate with more so, endurance. So Ty, does she do this a lot? Does she go, Hey, that looks cool. I think I'll go do this. Yes. <laughs> Exhausting. Yes. She does do this. <laughs> Just read something in the paper and go, Hey, that looks cool. I think I'm going to go do this. <laughs> she's, she's slowed down on it a little bit. I'm kind of, I, I end up signing her up for stuff that she gets mad at me for sometimes, but no, she's, <laughs> Yeah, she's a go-getter, man. That one was that one was a surprise to me. She just called me. She's like, "Hey, we're going to New York," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, I, "Yeah, I sent in a video for this thing, didn't I tell you?" And he was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> now, on something like that, though, is there any kind of uh, you know compensation at all, or is that just something you do just to to, to hold the record? Uh, I don't think there I was. I think I just did that one just yeah. to say that I did it. But they flew, <laughs> I mean, they flew us both out to New York City. They paid for that and like a really nice hotel. And yeah, and it was worth it. It was a free trip to New York, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, the so that trip, she met some people from Food Network. We got yeah, a tour. Yeah, that's kind of where Food Network yeah. started, actually, for me. So there yeah. were some benefits, of course. Yeah, definitely. It looks like, yeah, you could use that and also get your name out there to, you know. I mean, that was the first, within the first six months of starting my site that happened. So that was a fun little like, okay, keep going. Don't quit kind of a moment. Well, and if for anything, it's free advertising, right? So, <laughs> yeah, <it was> fun. <laughs> so, so what's the future? So we, we found out where it started and, and how it got to where it is. So what's the future of Hey Grill? Hey, are you, I know you're doing, you've got your own rubs and sauces now. Are you going to kind of expand that line and, and work on some other uh, products or? That's the plan, Todd. Do you you can talk about this part? Yeah, she kind of threw this one on my shoulders. She's been yeah. she's been bugging me for two or three years that she wanted to release her own line of rubs, and I just the the accountant in me just kept busting out the numbers, and I'm like, it just didn't make sense. Like it would be so much work to figure this out to make like maybe a, a couple grand in profit, you know. Um, but we we pushed forward, and she convinced me, and we. Yeah, we figured it out. I mean, I did everything from figuring out who was going to manufacture and make our rubs and our sauces. And she, it's that they're all six items that we have. She has three rubs and three sauces. They're all her recipes. So we took her small batch recipes to a couple friends here locally in Utah, and they um, made large batch quantities and figured it out for us. And yeah, we started a new company called Patio Provisions. Um, which kind of is what I'm heading up right now. And so through that company, we're selling her line, uh, her signature series of rubs and sauces. And it's just been a lot of work and a lot of stress, but it's been so fun. It's been incredible. A lot of stuff learned along the way. A lot of amazing people met along the way. And people who are buying them are loving them. And they're. it's just, it's been fun. So we're going to continue on with that. We have... A uh, couple ideas in mind that we can't talk too much about of a couple new, <laughs> just a couple new grilling tools and accessories that we're actually like inventing and having engineered currently. Like we're, we're investing in that and having and funding that. So that's been a lot of fun. And that's all out of Susie's brain. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's the future on my end, um, as far as products go and we'll continue to release new ideas for rubs and sauces and different things like that. But that as patio provisions move forward, that's kind of what that's going to look like is kind of like an e-commerce, uh, barbecue and grilling, you know, back patio type thing. So, well, we're going to link to that in the description of the podcast as well. So, uh, the listeners can, uh, check that out. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've had, uh, you know, Malcolm Reed on and we discussed it on his podcast about, um, you know, he, he started the same way and working on the rubs and started out with one and then kind of, you know, had to find somebody to make it for him. And now he does, he does pretty well. I mean, once you get it going and you figure out, you know, all the back, the back stuff that, you know, getting it done right and. You know, he said the first, the first order he had, he had to order like, you know, 400 cases and he had no idea what he was going to do with it. He yeah. was in his garage, oh you know, he's like, you know, but you know, they, they stuck it out and, uh, you know, he, that was like, you know, four or five years ago. And he said, and he's glad he did it, but he says, but then it was like, he had a garage full of stuff that yep. he had no idea how to sell it, you know, but I was afraid of that. And honestly, we, so we worked, that's what, luckily my friend owns this co-packing facility and he worked with us on a small batch, six ounce um, size. Um, and we did about 500 bottles of each of the three flavors. And Just we, to test it out yeah. to see if people would be interested in so buying. So we, we put it out like two weeks before Christmas a year ago. Yep. And they sold out just over the weekend. So we're like, okay, like let's move forward with this. So then by spring, by April, we had larger 11 ounce bottles of the rub. And then we had... Um, uh, one of our friends here, Big Daddy Hills, Lee Hill, he he has a, a kitchen. What's it called? Like a, a commercial, commercial kitchen. kitchen with a big kettle cooker. And he makes his own sauces. And he kind of reached out to me and asked if he could be our sauce maker. And it just ended up working perfectly. And he's he's brilliant. So he he was able to do 600 bottles of each of the three flavors. So yeah. we were able we to started s- small, <laughs> small batch, which saved us like because everywhere we reached out to, like Malcolm said, like, yeah, you have to do these huge orders and it's a huge investment. So we've been able to kind of start small and kind of build up, which has been awesome. But Suze, why don't you talk more about what Hey Grill Hayes is doing and how that's going to move forward? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey Grill Hayes is just rocking and rolling. We're in a really good rhythm right now. We actually have a couple of employees that are helping us, you know, manage all of the social media accounts and making sure that all of our content's getting distributed correctly and that our emails are going out every week. And it's amazing. Um, so yeah, we put out three new recipes every week on HeyGrillHey.com every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is a new recipe. And then we release our new video every Thursday on YouTube and on our Facebook watch channel. Um, man, it's fun. I feel like we, we built Hey Grill Hey and it took I mean, years, if you were to go back and do the math, I think the first two years I was probably earning like 20 cents an hour um, of work that we put in before it was ever actually generating revenue enough to call it a business. It was, it was really, I called it my jobby. It was like this thing that I love doing that occasionally I made a little bit of cash from. <laughs> and so I was going to say, put a negative 20 cents oh an hour gosh. in front of that That's probably for the true. first two years. It was like, it was a lot of hard work. It man. was a lot of hard work. And so now to be able to build it to a point where it's sustainable and we're continuing to grow month over month, um, is totally amazing. And we last year we launched a program called the Grill Squad, which was a subscription only um, bonus content portion of our website. And we're rebuilding that right now. And it's supposed to launch um, 
the beginning of 2020, early 2020, we'll be launching the Grill Squad. And it's just taking our recipes to another level where it's that deeper level of actual instruction. Maybe you can't make it to a barbecue class, you know, that's four hours away or um, you want to learn more about how to smoke a brisket if it's your very first time or you want to learn some new tips and techniques. Um, it's it's kind of like a <laughs> digital barbecue class online. Um, and there's like bonus content from Hey Grill Hey on there and there's a private Facebook group on there. So that's exciting. Um, we're excited to be relaunching that in the beginning of next year. And yeah. I know she can't talk about it too much, but I, I think there will be some extra Food Network TV type stuff in the future too. So that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, the master class stuff is getting really popular. I know right. that the bar, you know, the barbecue stars, you know, yep. just came out, the guy put together, the guy that owns hasty bake, you yep. know, with, with, um, a few of the, uh, top barbecue guys. Uh, so those are yeah, great. Like those videos are incredible. Like so well done. Like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's you know what what everybody's going to. The, the internet makes it really easy to, like you said, for somebody who doesn't really want to leave their house and go try to find a place to you know uh, take cooking lessons or barbecue lessons. You know, they can do it yeah. in the comfort of their own home. Uh, one but of not the everybody's going to want to watch an hour long video on YouTube either. So it it kind of creates that nice middle ground for people who want maybe deeper or more instruction, but don't have the opportunity to do things in person. It's great. Yeah, those hour long videos on YouTube don't work out real well. No, it's not the, <laughs> it's don't not get the a lot right of views. <laughs> no, I think there's like a five minute. Most of my videos, you know, I, I try to do like 10 to 12 minutes the longest. And, but, you know, five minutes is what gets watched because people, you know, they speed up through it. You know, they don't want to yeah. hear all the. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just their short attention span theater. So, pretty much. <laughs> But definitely, but that sounds great. I mean, um, I think you're doing it well. I think, um, like you said, I, I'm in that stage now where I've been I'm about a year and a half now. So I'm actually starting to, to actually start in the positive side, but it, it's nowhere near. <laughs> it's still 10 cents an hour because yeah. all the time and effort that I put into it, it's not like working, you know, a, a, a nine to five job. I'm not nope. getting, you know, an hourly wage, but I get a lot more out of it than just yep. money. I just happy that it's actually paying some of the bills that I, <laughs> I get for doing it, you know? So yeah, um, it's so funny. People always see the end result, right? They come on and yeah. they see, you know, the large social media following, or they see the product line and they think, Oh, must be so lucky. <laughs> like yeah, you're no. so lucky, but they don't see, you know, the nights we were staying up till 3am editing videos or, you know, the, hundreds of dollars that we spent on groceries, product testing and recipe testing and developing things to go on the website or the broken camera lens that we have to replace or <laughs> exactly. There's, there's a lot that goes on into any digital media content creator. So I think for people that listen and that read and that participate and that are active fans and followers, like they're just so invaluable and they, and they really do offer so much to us as creators to just keep like, that's what keeps us going. You know, right. when we do have those those setbacks and those pitfalls and we're hustling for what feels like nothing, like the, the readers and the people that, that comment and participate and contribute, they're just invaluable. And it does. It makes it so much it worth it's worth so much more than than making money to us. And we're incredibly lucky and we count ourselves very blessed that this is what we get to do for work. We can't even believe it. All the honestly. <laughs> Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's about those connections for us. And that's, that's what we love about it. 
Yeah, you're doing it for you and your family and the people that are uh, you know watching you. It's not for some big corporate Goliath that yeah. uh, doesn't care about you that would you know kick you out the door any chance they got and put somebody else in there that can pay for you know less. So um, it, it's totally different. But yeah, so though, I I my um, YouTube channel and Facebook group we kind of concentrate on mixing barbecue with sous vide. Have you guys ever looked into that? Have you? I, I haven't really dug deep into your old recipes, so I don't know if you ever <laughs> experimented with anything like that with sous vide and barbecue. Have you? I don't have any sous vide recipes on my site. Actually, we we stick pretty traditionally, you know, grilling and barbecue. But I think it's fantastic. I think um, I think one of the cool things that's come out of the barbecue space growing recently is people being more and more open to different cooking styles. Um, it doesn't have to be regional and it doesn't have to be a fight over what type of barbecue is better or what style of cooking is better. It can be, hey, did this work out great for you? Awesome. Let's talk about it. And so I kind of have been loving the emerging sous vide scene and people tying that into barbecue because it's so wildly different than anything that barbecue has seen before. And I think that's fantastically awesome. <laughs> well, and to me, it's it's kind of like you know, over the last, you've done, been doing this seven or eight years and just yeah. even, even the equipment on the barbecue side oh, has yeah. changed dramatically, you know, and I've talked about this with even meathead and stuff, you know, some of the, the, you know, the pellet smokers and some of these new, you know, reverse flow, um, stick burners, and there's always something new going on, yeah. all, you know, there's, uh, every time you go and you, you turn around, there's something new, you know, the, you know, camp chef just released their Wi-Fi and a pellet grills. And, uh, you know, so now you got, you know, not just the Wi-Fi where you can actually control it from your phone, but you can control the smoke. You can dial that smoke down with the, yeah. you know, even more than you could before. I mean, it just amazes me how the, the, the technology even changes yep. uh, on, on what we're doing here. So it's, uh, definitely a good time to be in this space. And I think, um, it's going to do nothing but grow because when you do have that innovation and technology changes, it gets more people involved. Yep. More, more of those people like you were talking about earlier that, you know, may have been a little, you know, hesitant because they don't, I don't know how to cook that. You use that big stick burner with burning right. real wood and, you know, and cooking a brisket for 18 hours, standing there throwing logs on it. And I don't have to do it that way now. So it makes it easier for the regular guy to get in there. And then that attracts them to you and, and me where we can show them how it make it even easier. Exactly. That's something that we talk about all the time. I call it reducing barriers of entry. Um, whatever we can do to make people feel more comfortable in their own backyards and cooking for their families, that's the best possible outcome is making anybody feel like, hey, I can do that. Hey, that's approachable. Hey, that looks amazing. That sounds so delicious. I want that. I want that experience, right? Um, and so I think anytime we can kind of reach into other markets and show people what barbecue is all about, it's, it's all for the best. I think it's fantastic. Great. Well, is there anything else you guys want to touch base on? Um, I think we're about wrapping up here. I want to get you guys, guys have something to do. I'm sure it's a Friday <laughs> night. So <laughs> they want to talk to me all night, but I, I, you know, go I could cook some chicken wings. There you go. But yep. uh, I want to, I want to thank you guys for being on and um, make sure um, you guys who are listening, check out Hey Grill Hay website. Also check out what was the name of the website for the, um, for the sales it's patio, patio Provisions, and the website is patio-provisions.com. 
and they can also get there from your website, but I'll have a link yep. for, to both websites in the uh, description of the podcast as well. So I want to thank you both for being on. I really appreciate it. And hopefully I'll have you on again someday when you're even more rich and famous, when you got your uh, own, you got, you, got the, you got the Hey Grill, Hey Cooking channel, you know, your own channel. Yeah, and, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really appreciate you guys being on. Thanks for um, being here and um, I'll see you again. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I want to thank Susie and Todd Bullock from Hay Grill Hay. That was a great podcast. Make sure you check out the links in the description to their website. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure you follow the Fire and Water Cooking channel on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And join us again on the next Fire and Water Cooking Podcast.